Or is there a middle ground here where I can still use my iPhone, but are there certain um, services and products and apps on the iPhone that I should avoid using? I think uh, two paper cups connected by a piece of string may be probably the most private and secure way to go. <laughs> For those of you listening, this time Gordon is not wearing a tinfoil hat. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really the only true privacy. Although someone could be listening in. There could be a third party listening around the corner. So you can tie a uh, second string on there. Yeah. yeah. See, there, you go. there you go. It's called a man in the middle. Welcome to myprivacy.help with Faris and Gordon. Everything you do online becomes information stored on someone else's computer. We help you reclaim control of your data, your privacy, your life. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again. It's Ferris and Gordon here from myprivacy.help. And we're just following on a conversation we've been having about self-hosting, about how do you control and manage your own data for the sake of your own privacy and security. Uh, Gordon, I really enjoyed our previous conversation. We got into a bit more detail about self-hosting and what that entails. This is the cool. part where you say, thank I'm glad you, you enjoyed it. Really good questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Um, so what I wanted, so again, talking to you kind of, I start to think, all right, how does this stuff affect my life? Because I am concerned about how much data is online. I recently, I can't remember where I was, but I was asked to provide biometric data to provide proof of my age for some service. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not using you guys anymore because you don't need biometric data for my age. I know you're going to be using it for something else. Um, Oh, we were talking about this recently. There was a case where a franchise in Australia was recording your biometric data as you enter the store and were they selling it onwards or what was happening with that that made headlines in Australia? Yeah, it was, um, gee, I'm blanking on the name of the companies, but it was a hardware manufacturer, a hardware store here and a couple of other, a couple of other stores as well. Uh, no, they, no, they, so they were using the cameras, uh, using face ID and, uh, tracking you around the store. And so I, I don't think they were selling that. Well, actually they might've been, I don't know, but they, yeah, they were basically. Uh, recognizing customers as they enter the store, tracking them around the store and seeing their purchasing habits, whatnot. And my first thought was, why do they need to do that? Because they've already got your credit card information anyway. So they're knowing, they know what you're going to buy. So I don't really understand the point of it, but I think they're just doing it as a bit of a test. And that's obviously the way that things are going. I mean, you know, it sort of starts in these perhaps uh, big department stores and big stores. And then it sort of, before you know it, you're a, you're a China and you're, a, you're a digital city and there are, facial recognition cameras at stoplights and traffic lights and all around the city, but um, tracking and privacy. Um, yeah. It, and protecting your data is, is perhaps mm. two different things, which maybe we could go into more, but uh, in that particular case, yeah, they were, uh, it was just facial ID. Yeah. So what I want to talk to you about is let's talk about the convenience of everyday life. So in our previous episode, we talked about how you can have, um, personal information that you wouldn't want to get out on the internet. So for example, um, some people might have digital scans of their passport, birth certificates, driver's license. You might have these saved in the cloud somewhere. Now that is very unlikely. 
sorry, that's very likely that that is stored on a third party device. That third party can get hacked and that information can get out there and digital identity, sorry, identity theft is a real thing. So that type of information you don't want to get out there. So to me, I can understand our eye for, you know, was it like $50 a month or something? I can get a virtual private server. And I know that that sense of information, which I do need access to, I can get access to it, but I don't have to worry about it on a third party. It is on a much more secure virtual private server or even my own server that I can set up in my garage if I want to go that extra mile. But let's say stuff like iTunes and iPhoto, um, and that's, I know you don't like Apple products, but a lot of people still do because of the convenience of it. Like I can take a photo, automatically upload to the cloud. Um, I can download my Spotify stuff. I'm on my calendar. Now that stuff I know, Apple manages that data, which means they can see it. Um, and that's to me, I don't like that idea, but, um, with, you know, the option is, do I just go to an old 2G flip phone that doesn't have GPS tracking on it and avoid using a smartphone altogether? Or is there a middle ground here where I can still use my iPhone, but are there certain um, services and products and apps on the iPhone that I should avoid using? I think uh, two paper cups connected by a piece of string, maybe probably the most private and secure way to go. <laughs> For those of you listening, this time Gordon is not wearing a tinfoil hat. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really the only true privacy. Although someone could be listening in, there could be a third party listening around the corner. <laughs> someone so you can tie a uh, second string on there. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. It's called a man in the middle. Um, look at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not against Apple or Google or any of those companies. Um, as long as people are aware of the convenience. So there's absolutely no problem having an iPhone streaming music and doing whatever, as long as you are aware that Apple essentially knows everything you do. Now I probably trust Apple because uh, they've got a reputation to protect more than perhaps some other companies. But at the end of the day, um, they've, if, if, if you're talking about an iPhone, They've got access to everything. Now, whether they check it or not is another story. Um, what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is just accepting it and say, well, I'm just going to use it. I'm going to use my iPhone or if you're on Android, you can use my Android for checking my email, for using the map feature, for streaming music or whatever that. I'm not going to do anything super private. Uh, I know that they're tracking me, you know, wherever I go. So location, location-wise, uh, they've got all that information. Um, so I have no problem with that. And and if I think if people are conscious of that, then that's fine. Um, for me, I'm not willing um, to do that. I do a lot of traveling and, and Faris and I also host the Bitcoin Basics podcast. So there is, you know, that identities. And we've talked about, we have many identities online, offline. Um, I'm not happy to sacrifice that. So I don't run Google Android or Apple iOS for that reason. So for me personally, I don't compromise uh, with that. So what services do you just not use? And are there things that you don't use on a smartphone at all, Gordon? And without obviously going to too much of your own personal details and doxing yourself, are there things that you just avoid using or you just not trust it at all? 
Uh, yeah, there, there are there are probably a few things that aren't used, but there are always alternatives, and we definitely need to do an episode on smartphones and private privacy phones and what's good, what's bad, what are some of the alternatives. And for example, the phone that I've got is a stock standard phone. Um, it's running an operating system called Graphene, which is basically Google Android without Google. So it's sort of a vanilla version of Android. And instead of using, you know, Google's app store, I use third party app stores that aren't tracking you, but I, I try and use as less apps as possible. So I just use the browser on the phone and, you know, nowadays there's a banking app or there's a music app or there's a this app or that app. Most of the time you can, you can actually do whatever you want to do via the web browser. So you don't need to download your banking app. You can just use it via the web browser and the same with all the other products and services. So, um, I don't sacrifice a lot. I use all these products and services. I just use the web browser instead of using the app, which is obviously a lot better for my privacy. And more importantly, I use a VPN. I have a constant VPN on my phone. Um, that is my VPN. So it connects through my VPN service. I'm not connecting to a third-party VPN. So sorry, for me, ahead. is that 100%? Sorry, I was just going to say it's not 100% private, but it's pretty close. How is a web browser better than an actual app? So logging onto the bank via the web than downloading the app. What, what's the difference there? Um, well, no, number one, it's not necessary. Um, for example, Bank of America, you can just go to your Bank of America, whatever it is, .com, BOA.com or whatever it is. I don't know what the URL is. Uh, why do you need to download a whole separate app? That just opens your phone up to hacks and bugs and all kinds of stuff because who developed that app? Um, I'm sure Bank of America is doing a decent job with their apps. So, um, but who knows? They may have outsourced that to a third party. There could be particular bugs that they don't know about. Um, and also that app, if it gets compromised, can then also compromise your phone. So if your phone has other sensitive apps on it as well, then, you know, if you open, you open yourself up to malware, viruses, all kinds of stuff, even on an iPhone. So for me, it's just like, yeah, why, why do it? It's, it's just completely unnecessary. So it's the more apps you have, the more likely there could be a security breach. And if they breach that app, do they have access to everything else on your phone? Is it just that app that's it, potentially compromised? It, it depends. I mean, it, it, it kind of depends. Um, hopefully not. But I mean, you never know. You might have all your banking apps, your Bitcoin apps, your financial apps. But, you know, it's that Candy Crush clone, you know, that free Candy Crush clone that uh, you downloaded mm. just happens to be malicious software. So. So from a, let's say, everyday convenience point of view, it is worthwhile to have a dedicated computer where you keep, or not even a computer, just a server where you keep all your sensitive information. Um, that would be stuff that we talked about before, anything relating to you privately. Um, and if you are doing banking, it's worthwhile just logging on from a dedicated computer, um, have a VPN in place, and you just do your banking from there rather than just the convenience of having it on your phone. Is that correct? Um, it, it, it all depends on how you use your phone. So if you're a person like me who actually uses a phone for what it's intended for, making phone calls, I know that sounds crazy. Um, then that's, that. that's probably okay. 
Uh, I don't use my phone. I mean, I have messaging apps and a few apps and stuff like that, but I use my phone very sparingly. Like, I don't really do anything super sensitive on my phone. Um, I do all my banking, all my you know Bitcoin stuff or whatever other stuff uh, on my desktop, which is Linux. So I'm not too worried about privacy and security on my phone because I don't really do a heck of a lot with it. So it really all depends on how you use your phone. I, I probably don't suggest doing your internet banking while you're also playing Plants vs. Zombies or some sort of game or or you've you've downloaded the latest flashlight uh, torch app, which, um, you know, uh, is notorious for doing all kinds of stuff with your phone. Okay. Uh, thanks. That actually answers uh, my questions, but was there anything else you wanted to add, Gordon? No, I, and you mentioned phones. Phones is a whole new episode of uh, should you, for example, just use a commercial phone, like an iPhone or an Android phone, but just use it sparingly? Should you go the opposite extreme and buy a privacy phone that are actually built not with iOS or, or Android? They're actually built sort of from the ground up, hardware and software-wise, private. Or should you do something middle ground, like just get a Android phone, for example, and install something like Graphene OS, which is Android without the Google, and everything else in between. It, it really depends on how you use your phone. I'm of the old school Ferris where I don't use my phone for a lot. I just, you know, I've, I've got some messaging apps. I occasionally check the web, you know, make some calls. But, you know, I, I don't use it like I do my laptop, whereas other people, they do absolutely everything. You know, I've seen people do spreadsheets on their phone and it's just like, yeah, okay. So it depends on how you use it. Um, I would prefer to do all my super serious private secure stuff on my laptop rather than my phone. So, Okay. Well, thank you very much, Gordon. And um, everyone tuning in, if you want more information, if you want help setting up a virtual private server, um, this is something that we can help you with. Go to myprivacy.help or even just contact us if there's any questions that you actually want answered on this podcast. Yeah, head across, hit the microphone button, myprivacy.help slash ask. And you can record a question that we'll answer on the show. So like our previous podcast, we have answered 100% of questions. So there's no question to uh, basic, just just ask it. And um, yeah, that would be good because that will stop me uh, answering Faris's questions. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Faris. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for watching or listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and share so we can spread this educational content to others like yourself. Visit myprivacy.help.